Radio Drome. Welcome to another Radio Drome, and I have completely forgotten what number this is supposed to be. Either of you guys have an idea? Oh, <laughs> uh, what number the show's supposed to be? Thirty <laughs> something. Don't we go through this every week? I thought he was talking about the phone number for our hot request line. <laughs> oh my god! If Jillian's not available from the 1990s, what's the point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody poops. <laughs> Shannon, was that a poop joke you were going to say earlier? So, a couple of things we need to get out of the way right away. This one is a very positive thing. Jackalope actually blew up their server two weeks ago. Well, actually, you, yeah. pe- you people blew up their server. 3.8 million downloads in 30 days. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. All right. <laughs> that, that, Brad, Jared, that is not good for an internet radio station. That is absolutely phenomenal for an internet radio yeah. station. Yes. And to keep those numbers, guess what is now the third highest rated show on Jackalope? Just guess. Delilah. <laughs> Jared, since you're in the room with him, can you smack him? <laughs> Call me right now, and I'll set up a, a request and dedication for that loved one. It's us, you doofuses. It's Woo! Us. We're number three. Nice. We are number three. number three. We are right behind 42nd Street Pete's Grindhouse, which is way behind Nightwatch. you got to remember, Nightwatch is syndicated to over 30 international radio stations. They get like a million listeners a week we're, we're nowhere near to watch out <laughs> yeah pete might have to watch out but i don't think we're ever going to overtake night watch <laughs> we're not close to that know. like i said night watch may have to watch out maybe which is maybe. which is something i wanted to talk to the fans about let's push this guys yes, if if you know somebody who you think might enjoy the show but doesn't listen Get them to listen. Let's see get if we can get listen. those numbers up, you know? Hey, actually, right now, I'm on Facebook right now talking to a, a friend about uh, about the show. Hold on. All right. What are you doing, Jared? <laughs> we just <laughs> did a lot of downloads. Jared, you do know this is not great radio, right? <laughs> oh, no, no. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, live tweeting is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Facebook is neither a face nor a book. Discuss. <laughs> I have other topics that are we're probably never going to get to, but I also wanted to ask the fans for a small favor. I want to get this show, along with WTF and Lost in the Static, onto iTunes. Problem is, I know absolutely nothing about this RSS thing that they're asking for, and, yeah. neith- and neither does Todd. So if any fan wants to help us out, maybe even explaining to me what an RSS is or how to write it, I'd love to get these on iTunes. I don't, um, I don't even know what that is. I know a lot about computers, but I am totally Jareding on this one. Yeah, very, very funny, very funny. Speaking of Jareding, you should be asking Jared for RSS. I actually just did some digging about RSS. So do you want to do it? I, oh, no, well, I don't... Let's not go that far. <laughs> I thought that's what wants, you were... He just wants to tease you about how... <laughs> no. he, know, he knows what you're talking about, but he's, he's, he's not going to do anything. <laughs> Jared, you're a bastard. And I just put a Foil Rat Productions link on my webpage. You son of a bitch. <laughs> no, um... Uh, RSS is is basically a feed. Um, it it's it's a way for a website or a program to always be in be in contact with each other. That way, you know that's how programs 
uh, look for automatic updates online is with RSS. Um, I thought, see, you're confusing me. I thought programs battled each other out, you know, in in the ring while trying to stop the MCP from taking over. God, they do it. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta gotta put some Daft Punk on the boombox first. (laughs) So, yeah, so that, that RSS is basically a live feed Really, it it's just like for for like a blog. Uh, whenever a person wants to subscribe to that feed, their browser will let them know when a new entry has been posted. So, uh, is this something that's easy to do? Relatively, um, it depends on how how high and how far you want to go with it. I just want to put the stuff on iTunes. Well, I've never dealt with iTunes, so I don't know how far they go with it. I'm still putting the call out to fans. Contact me at 1201beyond at gmail.com if you guys want to help out the Jackalope Station doing that. Also, before we move on to anything you know relevant, I heard the funniest radio commercial I've heard in a long time the other day. It was for a local plastic surgeon. And I don't know if they were trying to be funny or if they just didn't get how this sounded out loud. Until the end of the year, breast implants are buy one, get the second free. Nice. And I was well, just thinking... deal. But I was thinking to myself, shouldn't that be something that always comes in a pair? <laughs> I, you never know. You'd never be... Uh, you'd be surprised if, like, you know, somebody goes in there for, like, post-breast uh, cancer, you know, and they had to have one removed, so they, they need implants to fill it out. Right. But I'm going to think that's probably on the rarer side than just women that want bigger bazooms. And again, that would... You'd probably be buying them in a pair. I don't know. I just I found it really funny when I heard the commercial, and I wasn't sure if they were trying to be funny or not. I just want to take the silicone home with me. I just want to play. With, I just want to play with it in my hand. I'm not gonna inject it or anything. Watch that. I get the second one for free. Oh, today is my lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> was that Vic or a different character, Brad? No, that was just me being creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking speaking of that, Scott from Lost in the Static wants a copy of Entrails of a Virgin. Somehow your review actually made him want to see it. Entrails of a Virgin? Like, okay, so that movie I, I I had heard of for a while, and at one point I even owned it, but I didn't get around to watching it because stuff was uh, stolen. So I've been trying to do some more notorious stuff on the show lately, so I was like, okay, Entrails of a Virgin. I, I, remember, I remember hearing that that one's kind of kind of far out there so i sat down and watched it and throughout the whole thing i'm really really this is this is paced like night of horror only it has a lot of sex in it like why is this notorious like i i i I really didn't even have to do a lot of black boxing in that because the genitals were already blurred out well, that's because they're Asian and they can't yeah, show, they can't show I, I like know, pubes or something. I know the reason why. I know the reason why, but you can't be that notorious of a movie if the genitals are already blurred. Well, and even the even the slasher movie parts were just kind of. I mean, maybe it's because I've I've seen so many so much stuff that's far worse. But that that was lame and a half. That movie was. Well, Scott wants to see it. I I don't know why. So, I'm gonna have to try and get a copy of that from you. Oh, I did get. Um, uh, we were when we were at the when we were at the con last weekend. I uh, uh, Brian and all of them were going out to uh, 
were going out to uh, to go get something to eat or something like that, or they're they're going to Target or something. I was back at the hotel. All of a sudden, I get a call from Brian, and Brian's like, "Dude, dude, we just found this video store going out of sale, going out of business. They are selling off a bunch of VHSs, and a lot of them are big boxes." Oh, I hate you already. I'm like, "Are you serious, man?" So. So okay, so I was like, "What time did they close, man? What time did they close?" And he's like, "Dude, they close in a couple hours." So he went and he he quickly came and got me. We went back. It was only a few blocks away. So I go in there. Got I there was there was a, a majority of them were the uh, MGM big boxes. Still, a big box is a big. Box. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A majority of them were the MGM big boxes and clamshells, like the Warner Brothers clamshells. Uh, really, there was only one or two that were in like the traditional big box, but I, I snatched up so much. I'm probably even I'm probably going to even do a video on a lot of the ones that I got because a lot of them, like I said, because they're really all the same company. I wouldn't be able to feature a lot of on that particular show because I like picking a lot of different companies, and I've done MGM a couple of times. But so I I got a. Uh, I got a bunch like uh, the missing in actions, um, two thousand one, I think. I Emmanuel four. Ooh. Everything you always want to know about sex. So here's the here's kind of the kicker. So I I, I have probably like forty, right? I have like forty that I brought up to the counter to to buy, and they were, dude. It was like four for a dollar. It was oh. four for a dollar. So I walked. I out hate with, you even more. It was four for a dollar. I spent four bucks and got like. And got like probably twenty five big boxes, but let me tell you why it went down from forty to twenty five, because I brought them up there, and the guy said like, oh, oh, some of these I don't actually have. Like, are you kidding me? Because the tapes weren't in the boxes. You had to get the tapes and put them in the boxes. So I'm like, are you serious, man? Like, I, I just kind of rolled my eyes and was like, all right, all right. So I quickly I went back to tell Brian. I was like, oh, by the way, Brian. Just because it's on the shelf doesn't mean they have it. I just, for so, twenty five cents, Brad, I still would have bought just the box. Dude, dude, I did, I did, I did. I asked the guy. I go, I, I go, dude, I, I'm I'm a collector of the stuff. Um, would you mind if even the empty ones, I just took the boxes? And he's, yeah, man, yeah, go go ahead, go right ahead. Uh, I don't think I don't even think he charged me for them. Uh, so, so there's some of them that are empty. Uh, I, I forget which ones. Uh, uh, I like Doctor No. I think is empty, and Man with the Golden Gun. I think is empty. Uh, um, oh, oh, one. I was so disappointed that this was empty. It was a th- back when there was only three Rocky movies, and you could get the first three in the little box that said the the Rocky Saga, <laughs> one, two, and three. He goes. The guy says to me, he goes, "I'm sorry, man. I don't have I don't have those, but." I do have Rocky Five. I can throw that in there. No, that's all right, man. So I, I got a. I walked away from Chicago with a bunch of big boxes. Some of them are empty, but a majority of them are. If you have any, I'll send you my want list. If you got any on there, maybe we can swap. I did send you that ten to midnight big box. So you do kind of owe me. Oh yeah, yeah. You do yeah. kind of oh, owe oh, me oh. one. And I was walking around the con too. I was walking around the con looking for for VHSs. There was one guy. Who had who had like probably ten VHSs in a box just on the table, just on the floor by his table, and I, I looked through there. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. So I looked through, and I'm like, oh, oh my god! Among the ten of them was uh, the clamshell for Star 80. Oh, awesome! Right? 
That's like, awesome. I'm like, how much? He's he's like, oh, is that? Oh, oh, like two dollars. I'm like, yes. <laughs> no hesitation. None. What's the dude? That could have been like twenty, thirty dollars. I still would have bought it. I thought you said you already had that in a big box. I did. Oh, was that one that got stolen? Yeah, yeah. Because I had to stop and think about that uh, before I, but I. I went ahead and bought it anyway because I was like, e- just in case. I still don't have this. Just in case I, I just in case I don't have this anymore, I'm, I'm gonna go. Ahead. And if I have, if I have, if, if it turns out I go home and I and I've, I'm still, I've st- I still own it, I'll send the second one to Josh. To you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. But uh, it, it it was it was one of them. That, it was one of them that got taken. I, I a lot of times I forget anymore which stuff of mine has been taken and which stuff I still have. What about you, foils? Would you uh, you grab any booty? And by booty, I mean stuff to bring home, not women. Oh. <laughs> Okay. We are an FCC show here. Well, I didn't really grab any swag, but I did grab several celebrity interviews. One of them I'm jealous because I've been I've been work, working on trying to get that certain celebrity on this show for a while. Well, well, and and you're lucky you know me because, like I said in uh, uh, in chat earlier today, uh, I will provide a. From my uh, Blip TV, or well, to that video on Blip TV, so that you can uh, embed it on the uh, Jackalope uh, site. <clears throat> Very cool. Well, um, so so listeners, be uh, be ready for for this one uh, later. But let's go down the list of uh, who I got interviews with. Let's see, we got Vivica Fox, Mimi Rogers, Louis Gossett Jr., Ed Furlong, Barbara Nedeljakova. Uh, for those of you saying who, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, Natalia from Hostel. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, so, so got got those five uh, from uh, Wizard World Comic Con. From Flashback, I got darn it, Lil Linnea Quigley. Linnea Quigley. That's the one I'm and, trying to get on the show. Right, right, and that's the one I will provide you the link. So have no fear. Thank Jared you. Is here. Linnea Quigley and Catherine Mary Stewart. He got Catherine Mary Stewart and did not ask her any Weekend at Bernie's questions. Did he ask her any Night of the Comet questions? I we actually honestly talked about more um, sports. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we talked sports. Yeah, she's she's a huge Quidditch fan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would honestly be a fascinating interview. It would be like, what the hell, man? You didn't talk about Weekend at Bernie's? I am gonna freaking pants you and shove you into a freaking prison locker room. You didn't even br- you <laughs> didn't like, even bring up the last Starfighter? Come on. <laughs> Wait, wait a minute! You talked about Quidditch. Well, that's that's all right, I guess. <laughs> no, we random. we um. You see, with all of my interviews, I actually ask them about their current projects because, being who they are, you know, Catherine Mary Stewart. I, I'll I'll bet she wished she had a dollar for every time she was asked about Weekend at Bernie's. Well, you should ask at least one. Don't ask like a, a question that they always get asked about Weekend at Bernie's, but make it take a question about Weekend at Bernie's and maybe ask a question about it that hasn't been asked a bunch of times. Well, how do you, how do you know what has or hasn't been asked? Well, for instance, alright, uh, not something like, hey, what was it like working on Weekend at Bernie's? You know, not like that. Uh, something like, uh, hey, did you get stung by a jellyfish while walking along the beach with Jonathan Silverman? I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just something original, something, something like that. Or like, uh, were you were you relieved you weren't in the sequel? <laughs> <laughs> but but Jared, you have to phrase it in such a way that it doesn't come off as mildly stalkerish. <laughs> <laughs> Why weren't you in the sequel? When it was over, I asked for my money back. 
<laughs> Jared, Brad right now sounds like he's a he's a hitman. You might want to watch yourself since you two are sharing a mic. <laughs> I'm wearing a suit. To the fair, no less. You're right. I, if you mentioned a second ago, like, if they have a dollar for every time, da-da-da. If I had a dollar for every person at the fair who asked me if I was hot, aren't you hot in that thing? Like... I wear suits all the time. I'm, I'm really kind of used to it. I mean, yeah, it is hot outside, but it's not bothering me. Everyone always, everyone always gives me crap because I wear a huge, heavy trench coat all summer long. And everyone always, you know, it'll be 95 degrees and I'm wearing a trench coat. And I you feel, get used to it, right? Yeah, I feel weird being out in public and not having my trench coat, much to the yeah. dismay of my wife, who is to the point where she almost is threatening to not be seen in public with me if I'm wearing the trench coat. I know you, you. I mean, yeah, you, you're exactly right. Because if I was out at the fair in just a t-shirt or something, I, I would feel weird. You wouldn't. Um, you wouldn't I, feel like you. No, no. I mean, a t-shirt suit jacket. Yeah, I, 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 I wear that often. But uh, just a plain t-shirt? No, no. Yeah, I, exactly. I feel awkward. <laughs> Let's move on to something else here. This is something I wanted to just bitch about. So this is news this week. And I'm going to be somewhat repeating some of the things you've seen on blogs, but I'm not repeating it to steal it. I'm repeating it because they hit the nail on the head. Two filmmakers who I generally like, I haven't liked all their projects, but I generally like, had projects announced this month or details announced this week. And they are both filmmakers that to me have now given up and said, I'm not even going to try and be a good filmmaker anymore. I just want to make movies. I don't even care if they're any good. And that is Zack Snyder and Ridley Scott. I've never even been that huge of a Zack Snyder fan to begin with, so I mean... I loved Watchmen, I liked Dawn of the Dead, and I loved Guardians of Gold. It's not that I dislike everything he's, he's done. I liked 300, I liked Watchmen just fine. I didn't like Dawn of the Dead, and I didn't like Sucker Punch. But the fact that I liked 300 and Watchmen ha- didn't really have a lot to do with the fact that he directed them. I mean, he just kind of happened to be the director of a couple movies I liked. I thought they were entertaining flicks. I, I thought they were they were they were they were really good movies. But yeah, I'm not going to run and see something just because Zack Snyder has his name on it. Oh no, I wouldn't do that. But he at least seemed to be striving for quality up until Sucker Punch. You know, where it looked like he started to give up. But the details came out about his new Superman well, I- movie. You know what it is? Superman's origin again. The entire movie will be about Superman growing up, learning how to use his powers, and becoming Superman. <laughs> Which I has been that. done in, in the comics, in the old cartoon, in the Superman yeah. cartoon from the 90s, in Super Friends, in the first Superman movie, and in seven seasons of Smallville. So of course we need the origin story again, because God forbid no people don't know Superman's origin, now do they? Once I saw the cast that was released <clears throat> into the characters they were playing, yeah, I, I figured it was going to be an origin story. Yeah, I'm... I, I, I'm with you. I mean, like, I, I'm sure it could still be a decent movie and all, but it is it is something we've seen countless times before. You know, it could still be a decent movie, but... It's unnecessary. It, Just like it, a remake, I consider it unnecessary, and I'm wondering why he he had essentially carte blanche. He, he said he could pretty much do any story he wanted. So why would he choose to do the same movie Richard Donner made in 1978? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go like the first uh, Tim Burton Batman round, you know, like where it's already, he's already Batman at the beginning of the movie. I mean, Superman Returns was a terrible movie, but I give it credit for trying to do something different. They did, yeah. It just Um, didn't work. 
I didn't think that movie was terrible, but yeah, it, but yeah, that they tried to do something there, and and uh, Zack Snyder, I'm sure he's probably trying to make a decent movie with this. I I, I don't think it's. I mean, even with uh, with Sucker Punch, I think his problem there is that you have a guy who's a very visionary director who wrote also wrote the script for this, where he wasn't largely a writer on a lot of the previous stuff that he had done. He also was probably too close to the material to see the flaws as flaws. That, exactly, yeah. But, uh, so, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. It, it, it's something that doesn't need to be told again, the origin story, but I'm hoping it's it'll it'll be all right. I, I just, to me, that irritated me, and it just kind of was like Snyder said, I don't care. I just, I'm making this movie, I've got a huge budget, I don't care if it's any good. That, that's the message it's sending to me, but I'm also a knee-jerk idiot. And then the other one was Ridley Scott. Yeah, I, I heard something about a new project that... What's that going to be? Well, okay, first, let's back up a step. Okay, his newest project, his current project is Prometheus, the alien prequel that's not an alien prequel, but then it is an alien prequel, and then, but it's not an alien prequel. Yeah. He keeps flip-flopping on whether it's an alien prequel or not. So for now, we're just going to say it is. Yeah. So he announced his next project, a prequel to Blade Runner. He's making a prequel to Blade Runner? Yep. And then it'll be in 3D. Well, this is what's even worse. Now, this is just something he mentioned in an interview. He was probably joking, I hope. After (laughs) that, he wants to make a sequel to um, Legend. And it's like... I didn't even even like the first Legend. But neither did I. Yeah. My my point of this is, has Ridley just said, I'm not going to do... I'm not going to be a filmmaker anymore? I'm just going to constantly rehash my past projects? I would certainly rather, if I had to choose between, uh, be like, all right, what's Ridley going to do? Is he going to do, what did you say, a a prequel to Blade Runner? Yeah, it's a a prequel to Blade Runner, which will be an all-original story, by the way. I'd rather, I'd I'd certainly, between the two, I'd certainly rather him do a sequel to Legend, because at least then it's a sequel to something I, to something I didn't like already. Um, But but do you you see what I'm saying about how Scott has just kind of given up? He's sort of going back and rehashing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't. It seems like he's wanting to. He's. It seems like because he is all about like uh, this 3D technology and the Prometheus movie and like all of these advanced special effects and everything, almost like a, a George Lucas kind of thing. Or James so, Cameron. Yeah, yeah. So, so now it's coming across like he wants to retouch all of these older projects of his so he could put modern day advances in filmmaking in it like the 3D cameras and, and all of that and, and, and CGI and it's going to look worse, it's going to look terrible it's not going to look as good as the other movies it's going to look like a cartoon and it'll be in 3D which by the point these movies come out will probably be dead So, I well and I hope he doesn't get his way I'm sure because this is a couple of months old at this point I really hope he doesn't get his way with Prometheus I doubt I doubt he will because you're talking about how he wants to release it in only in 3D including home formats including home formats I highly doubt it cuz 3D is slipping there's been so many lackluster 3D movies I mean not necessarily the, that the movies were bad but the 3D was bad like all the the cheap 3D conversions there's been so many of those and so many times the audience has been tricked into going to see really shoddy 3D. Clash of the Titans. Um, what? Clash of the Titans. 
Clash of the Titans, Last Airbender, even movies that were pretty good that were in 3D, but the 3D was lousy. The 3D was unnecessary. Stuff like Thor, Captain America. You know, I mean, there were parts in those movies where the 3D looked fine, but it was largely unnecessary. And uh, so ticket sales, the 3D ticket sales are starting to fall far below the ticket sales for the 2D showings. So I highly doubt he'll get his way on that. Speaking of that, just a quick side rant. My movie theater here in Sturgeon Bay, which has got about 10 screens, they now have two 3D screens. If a movie's released in 3D, they will not, they've announced they will not get the 2D conversion. So a new movie coming out, I can only go see in 3D. So I'm telling them, screw screw you, that I'm not going to see your movie. I don't want to see it in 3D. It's a bummer that there's so many just crap 3D movies. Again, Again, like I said, so, so sometimes the movies are fine. Just the 3D itself just being crap. It's a shame that there's a lot of crap 3D out there because every now and then you will have something come along like Drive Angry where the 3D is beautiful. Yeah. It is fun and entertaining, and it really is part of the movie, part of the experience. You'll have a movie... Uh, rarely you'll have a movie like that, that come along, and all of these crap-looking 3D movies are make our sending people away from the very few 3D movies that are really worth it. Right. Well, what about... This is something I haven't heard anyone talk about when it comes to 3D, is going back to the 80s and doing a digital conversion on, like, Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone or Amityville 3D and re-releasing those. Because the 3D was so crappy in those to begin with, I don't think a conversion's going to hurt it, but it might make those kind of interesting again. I'd go. I I would. I I'd go see. Uh, if it, you know, if they put my my favorite 3D movie is probably Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. That or Coming at You. I was just about to say. I'm surprised you didn't say Coming at You. Yeah. Oh, I love come. I love Coming at You. In fact, Coming at You. It did. Uh, um, it, it's never come around here, but they are still touring it with the noir 3D. Uh, but but anyway, I I would see. I would I would go see if they a real of Friday the 13th Part 3 and those movies like that, I'd check it out. I mean, you know, I'm probably... <laughs> I'm probably a little more optimistic than I should be about certain things, but um, yeah, I, I, if they did that, I'd, 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 I'd go see it. I mean, definitely for curiosity's sake. I, I would, too. I mean, I saw... Amityville 3D and Adventures in the Forbidden Zone and Jaws 3D. I saw those movies back then in the crappy Anaglyph 3D. It would be interesting to see those how they were intended, but the technology just wasn't there at the time. I would be, I would like that. Yeah, I'd I'd like that a lot. It It would be a lot of fun. Because, I mean, there's only something like 30 old Anaglyph 3D movies that were made like that back then it can't be that hard to find the rights to them and have some company buy them up and re-release them around the country stagger the releases and whatnot that would probably be a big money maker both for the nostalgia crowd and for people like us yeah, yeah. exactly we would go we would go see that stuff uh, well, and, and hell, then, yeah, I want to see, hell yeah i want to see tony roberts in 3d <laughs> i, I was want to say, say wouldn't you guys be a part of that nostalgia crowd no because to me, the nostalgia crowd... Okay, I, I might have misspoke with the word nostalgia. That that hipster sort of, oh, God, this is such a cheesy 80s movie. Let's go see it kind of crowd. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. 
you know, because I know a lot of those people that they only go to see these kind of movies because they're so bad. <laughs> I do go. I I, I watch. I I I, uh, I mean, I don't know if I have the same attitude as the hipster crowd, but there are plenty of bad movies that I'll watch because they're entertaining. Because they're so Battlefield Earth, for instance. See, I can't. I, I have trouble sitting through Battlefield Earth on a so bad it's good level. I think it's just a bad movie. I don't think I, so bad it's good. I don't really go along with like that phrase, but um, but yeah, Battlefield Earth, terrible movie, but <laughs> it's a giant colossal train wreck of a flick that has that has the style of acting to it that only that only a very talented actor could pull off that kind of bad performance. So did you just call John Travolta a, a talented actor? John Travolta is a talented actor. I disagree with you, but okay. Okay. What really? Really? He was doing Shakespeare while you were learning how to spell your name. Exactly. <laughs> Great insert, Jared. <laughs> no, I've 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 never liked John him. John Travolta's done some bad movies, but he is a talented actor. Saturday Night Fever, Blowout fantastic movies and he is great in them see I, I I never got into him in Pulp Fiction everyone said he was like a tour de force and I'm like he didn't really do much in that movie he didn't really act in Pulp Fiction he, did, he was fine in Pulp Fiction he was funny he was charismatic that's exactly what he was supposed to be in Pulp Fiction to me the best actor in Pulp Fiction was easily Harvey Keitel Harvey Keitel was great at it he was awesome as the wolf Mr. Wolf yeah he commanded every second he was on screen <laughs> yeah, he did. And uh, I'm a big Harvey Keitel fan, which is why I feel bad for some of his current career choices. Really, what? Life on Mars? Why the did last you? Th- Godfather. Well, why did you think some of these things? Oh, Little Nicky. <laughs> that was a great idea. Why did you think some of these were good ideas, Harvey? Did you need the money? The, have you seen the trailer for The Last Godfather? Not yet. I, I think it's called Last Godfather. This movie he's in that that's out on on. DVD now, and it's oh my god! It's basically the plot of uh, Mob Boss with Eddie Deason. Okay, so so Harvey Keitel is the Don, and he wants to leave everything to his son, who is a forty-year-old, like Ken Jeong type Asian slapstick actor, but but it's not Ken Jeong. It's from the same guy, and the guy who's playing this part also wrote and directed the movie and he's the guy who wrote and directed uh, Dragon Wars. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you just made me think of something that wasn't even one of my topics tonight. But you you and Jared go to see all these midnight movies. Yeah. So you've seen pretty much every major summer release so far this year, right? Am I correct? Yeah, we've gone to see uh, all the ones—the ones that have gone to that theater. Yeah, the when the ones that got midnight screenings. Yeah, yeah. It started making me think about the originality of Hollywood. How many of those that you saw were not a sequel, a remake, a prequel, a part of a franchise, or adapted from a book, or a comic book, or a TV series? Super Eight. Yeah. Super Eight. But I'm saying you've seen like thirty, and you can name, and there's one that was an original premise. That's kind of sad. I mean, even Cowboys and Aliens is based off of a comic book, so that can't be... Yeah, but it's based on a comic book that's never been adapted before, so I think that should count for something. Well, no, I'm talking total originality, something that is not based on any sort of previous source material. 
I mean, maybe some of the romantic comedies. Horrible bosses, stuff like that. Okay, horrible bosses, bad teacher. The horrible bosses, bad... Yeah, the comedies. Horrible bosses, bad teacher. Um, because e- e- even... Uh, what was the one where Brett, Jared and Jillian got into the fight? What was what movie was that? Oh, The Change Up. The Change Up. That's basically a dirty male version of Freaky Friday. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'd call that in a, the, the rip-off territory. Right. That's still not there's, original. Well, and that's just it, too. There's tons of rip-offs, and there's tons of, you know, like you said... I, I I I know what you're trying to say, and I and I totally agree. I don't think Hollywood yeah. is very original. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, just look at the last midnight screen we put up. Uh, both of them, you know, Fright Night, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, you know, and yeah, yeah, you got your X Men, your Captain America, um, you know, Transformers three, sequels, you know, stuff based on comic books. You know, yeah, uh, you're right. There there wasn't a lot of original movies this summer, but at the same time, a lot of those movies are done incredibly well. There's still... Captain America was a damn fine movie. It was fantastic. It was actually a pretty good movie. Transformers 3 sucked. <laughs> still better than the first one, or second one. Well, if- I would probably rather watch the second one. Really? You know, and, 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 and this kind of goes back to what we were saying. Like, I... I I, I I hope to God I really don't have that attitude of, of like the hipster type of like I'm watching this ironically, but I can't. I have I do have an easier time sitting through a bad movie that is a colossal train wreck to where there is some kind of to where it's to where you're not bored. You know, mm. probably not happy watching it, but not bored. And Transformers Two is such a giant. <laughs> giant pile of garbage and kind of an offensive movie. Um, well, not kind of, it is. Uh, and so, so, so with that, you are sitting at the screen going, "Oh my god, how is it? How could this possibly get? Oh my god, there it." Um, but whereas the third one is just an onslaught of misplaced comic crap. So, would would you would you agree with Jared? Uh, he mentioned this off mic for the audience that he would put Michael Bay in that filmmakers that just gave up category. Because I, I still like The Island and the Rock. I, I think The Island and the Rock were still solid films. Yeah, I agree with you. The Island and the Rock. I I, I still love those two movies. I think he's now become a director that he's sef- he's definitely set in what he wants to do. Like it'll probably be pretty. It'll probably be highly unlikely we'll get Michael Bay to direct another hard R, you know, go for broke action action film. Uh, it'll probably always be the stereotypical Michael Bay movie. And in that sense, he kinda has given up somewhat because he, he's he's doing what Michael Bay people does. are expecting of him. Yeah. You know, not stuff like the island and, and the rock. So so yeah, I think he's always gonna do the stereotypical Michael Bay movie. I like that South Park bit where um, I, th- I think it's an asteroid uh, is coming towards them or something like that, and, and they get uh, and they interview a bunch of different uh, movie directors to uh, get ideas on how to deal with them. And, and and there's, I mean, I think they interview Quentin Tarantino and and uh, and Michael Bay and, and uh. a couple others, and it was it was just funny to. Um, Hear them discuss uh, ways of dealing with this asteroid in the way that they're 
movies are made you know so like quentin tarantino comes up and he's like let's do something really psychedelic and (laughs) and the wall and then michael bay comes in and it was like all right we put this bomb on there and boom we just blow it up (laughs) i could put shyamalan on there although i mean what a twist he's certainly a director who his last few movies have been really bad but that gets into an area of is it because he's not trying or is he trying and he's and just they're out just of touch bad yeah out of touch definitely yeah definitely out of touch because he thinks all of his movies are masterpieces well and he's I, I doing whatever the hell he wants in a weird way, but, I would. Oh, sorry. I, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I was. I was just gonna say, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's that he's not trying, just that he's having some bad freaking luck. Yeah. And like what you just said, he doesn't listen to his. He doesn't listen to critics. Right. He doesn't listen to criticism. Right. Oh my God. Um, the the behind the scenes featurette on the happening. Yeah. Where Mark Wahlberg comes up to um, uh, M Night and he's like, he's like. Why are we here? Why, why would we be looking for food in this rundown shack? <laughs> and Shyamalan says, "says Dude, canned foods." <laughs> and, and, and Wahlberg just rolls his eyes and looks away, like whatever, dude. Well, it's uh, have, have either of you listened to the commentary track on Armageddon? Oh God, no. Uh uh-uh. Affleck has this great story about Michael Bay. Where he yeah. said, about halfway through filming the movie, he went up to Michael Bay and said, wouldn't it actually be easier to train the astronauts to be oil drillers than the other way around? He said, Bay swung at him in a playful manner and said, shut the f*** up and just do your job. <laughs> you know, like, like, don't tell me how dumb this script is. I went away from it like, okay, so there's this giant asteroid the size of Texas. They put a bomb on there, alright, the bomb blows it up. But what if like the debris contains a piece of the asteroid that the, that's the size of Ohio, <laughs> still be in a lot of danger. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but you know, I would also add, and I have not seen his newest movie, so it may be a, a return to form. But what, Transformers Three? No, Kevin Smith. Oh, sorry. I have not seen Red State. I've heard it's good, but I think Zach and Miri make a porno and cop out were so bad. I don't blame him for Cop Out. Uh, Zack and Mary, I thought, was a really solid movie. Yeah, I hated that one. I hate. I actually like Jersey Girl, and I hated Zack and Mary. Jersey Girl, I didn't mind. Jersey Girl, I mean, like, the fans were butthurt over it, but I thought it was an alright movie. I thought Carlin uh, stole every scene he was in, too. He was great. Carlin was fantastic movie. Watch us uh, take the kid to see the cats. <laughs> um... Zach and Mary, I I liked I liked it I, I liked it a lot. Cop Out, I don't blame him for Cop. I I don't know why he directed it, um, unless he owed somebody a favor. But I don't really blame him for Cop Out because he didn't write it. He didn't he didn't write the script. It wasn't something that came from him. It was someone else wrote it, and he he he, he just directed. It. I don't I don't know why he directed it. I'm sure he's explained why. I, I'm not sure, but. So that I I, I I I don't I don't really blame him for how for how cop out turned out. I am looking forward to Red State. Yeah, I am too. I've heard it's supposed. To, I mean, the trailer looks good and it's gotten good reviews. So hopefully, Red good. State is a good flick. When is that due out? He's touring this month, I think. 
I think I think what? it gets I think it gets wide release either this month or early next month. Touring it around independently or something like that. Because it should be coming out to DVD relatively soon, if nothing else. Right on. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to that. But it just this next person again. He's only had one recent flop, and you and I have already talked about this, which is George Romero. I think Survival of the Dead is so bad. I honestly am not sure Romero can recover from that. Because to me, it seemed like he he just gave up and he was not even trying to make Survival a good movie. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that, honestly. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just, it's speculation. I mean, I, I don't know, but that was bad. Dire, I, I, I probably liked Survival better than Diary, uh, but I really didn't like either, either one of them. See, I liked Diary, and I just hated Survival so much. I just watched Land of the Dead again last night. I still stand by that. I think Land of the Dead is a damn fine film. I I agree with you. I I really like Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead is fun. That's a really really cool movie. And I mean, people complain about Simon Baker's low-key performance, and I think it worked perfectly for the character he was supposed to be playing. He's someone who was just burnt out and sick of everything he saw going on around him. Exactly. Like, uh, um, uh, uh, Laurie Cardill in the first one. Or, I'm sorry, in Day of the Dead. It, it was that kind of character. Exactly. Although the Day of the Dead remake is, oh my wow. god! I'd rather watch, I'd rather watch Survival in Diary than the Day of the Dead remake. Well, but that was <laughs> ma- that was made by Steve Miner, the guy that made like House and Friday the you know I think he made Friday the Thirteenth three and four and what yeah, happened, he man? Two and three. He made he made two and three. Sorry, two and three. And yeah, exactly. It was Steve Miner doing it and. First of all, it's it's not a remake. They call it Day of the Dead, and characters have the same names, but they're not playing the same characters. They just have the same names. Like, why is... It's like they shoehorned this idea of it to be a Day of the Dead remake into the movie, and oh my god. I mean, even... But even by itself, it's a terrible zombie film. It, it's just terrible. Even when you're not... Comparing it to Day of the Dead, wow, is that bad? Oh, I just thought of another filmmaker. Although some people would argue he he was never trying, and that's Paul Anderson. Oh, Paul W. S. Anderson. Paul W. S. Anderson. Yeah, sorry. Th- th- some people would say he never tried. I will on. I will fight people. I stand behind Event Horizon and Soldier. I think those are two damn fine science fiction films. I cannot. I can't stick by you on Soldier, but I do like Event Horizon. I like Soldier quite a bit, but you know, difference of opinion—that's fine. <laughs> but but, so, but. I, I think after Event Horizon, he just gave up. I mean, he, or uh, after Soldier, sorry, he just said, "I just want to make these mindless action movies, and I don't want to make a good film." And he wants to put his wife in them. Yeah, I've heard they're making yet another Resident Evil movie because I'm, I'm sure I'm because. Sure they are. His, his next movie is uh, The 3D Musketeers. Okay, th- th- that's something else. Why that again? To go back to Ridley Scott, I mean, he actually made Robin Hood. Yeah. Have you know? Have you ever gone to IMDb and looked? Not counting, you know, Robin Hood being in cartoons or on television, you know, for a TV series or a TV movie. Theatrical movies, there's been over 100 Robin Hood movies. So what would make you want to go... I want to make one of those too. Oh, it's even it's even beyond that. They destroyed was a very original 
script. The, the Nottingham? Nottingham. Yes, I've heard about that. Yeah. They just took that, tore it to shreds, and said, screw this original take on the on the on some of the characters. We're just gonna we're just gonna go ahead and and, and make just another Robin Hood movie. Well, but, you know, like the, like the Three Musketeers, they probably have at least 50 films that have been made about them. So you yeah. really need to waste money making another Three Musketeers movie? Why? And that was my thought. That was my feeling, too, whenever I first saw the trailer for it uh, going into, uh, I can't remember what movie it was, uh, but it was for the midnight showings. Yeah. And, and yeah, I was just like, <sighs> I think it was really? Transformers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I'm with you on that. It's like uh, like when Polanski did like Oliver Twist or something like that. Oliver Twist. And whenever there's another Christmas Carol. Yeah. Really. Oh, really? Or, 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 or a comedic variation of a Christmas Carol. Oh, oh, oh! That's a director too. Where uh, Bob Clark. Love of, for the love of God, Robert Zemeckis. Will you oh. freaking make another live action movie? Enough with the damn motion capture. Seriously, I don't honestly. I don't think he's made a good movie since. Uh, I mean, he didn't direct it, but he produced the Frighteners. That was probably the last good movie he was involved in. What did he make after? Uh, I actually, I actually, I didn't mind. Uh, I actually didn't mind What Lies Beneath. Oh, I hated that movie. Oh, and I understand why people hate it, but I actually didn't mind it. I saw, oh, wait, I saw wait, that wait, in the theater. I got, one. I got one. What the hell, Tyler Perry? <laughs> what? Tyler Perry's never tried, Jared. He's never tried to make a good movie. <laughs> oh, oh, come on, come on, come on. What about Diary of an Angry Black Woman? His cameo in Star Trek is the highest quality thing he's ever done. Yeah. <laughs> he was an admiral in Star Trek. He was an admiral in Star Trek. That's the highest quality thing he's ever done, Jared. Josh is right. It- is the best thing he's done is <laughs> his cameo in J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. I, I'm just kidding, by the way. I, I don't really think, you know, uh, Tyler Perry was any uh, was ever I hope, good. I hope Tyler Perry doesn't make another movie. I'm, I'm running out of horrible ways to harm myself. I <laughs> see movie. I've already yanked my tooth out. I've, I ate cat, cat crap on the last one. Well, we've got, th- uh, we got three minutes left. Plug time? Yeah, plug time. Brad, what do you got coming up on the snob, or, or I should say on the site this week? Go on to uh, thecinemasnob.com. We're going to have uh, the entire week is devoted to uh, uh, the footage that we shot at Flashback Weekend a couple weeks ago. A lot of footage Jared shot, uh, different interviews he shot, and, and, and footage at the, at, the, uh, at the convention. And I shot, I, shot a, I shot some goofy stuff, too, and that'll... That'll all be the entire week is, is dedicated to all that footage. Foils go. That's basically the same thing. Um, uh, of course, I've got a I've got a plug uh, foilratproductions.com. Go there and see if there's any way that we can help with your video needs. Yeah, add me on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Jared Foils. And there's also a link to Foil Rat Productions on my website, 1201beyond.blogspot.com. So, but now, now let's see how long it takes before there's a link on Jared's website to mine. I will add it tomorrow. Sure, you will. I, I sure, can't, you will. I'll tell you what, though. You uh, you know what you need to do. Um, send me the link on Facebook. Um, I is it is it just twelve oh one beyond dot com dot blogspot dot com. 
okay. Because uh, it, it's yeah, a free site, so you gotta you gotta leave the blog spot in there. Yeah. Okay. L- yeah. Uh, send me the link on Facebook, and I'll take it from there. Thank you. Oh, and okay. just and and audience members, again, try to push us. We need to beat Forty Second Street Pete here. Okay. This is now a competition. I don't take this crap lying down. I want. I'm. I'm not content to stay in third place with this show. I am a step ahead of you. I've already uh, linked it uh, onto. Well, I actually used the link on Brad's site, um, thecinemasnob.com. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I could uh, always just change that link to to uh, jackaluprradio.com. So, because I think it would be pretty cool. I mean, I like Pete. It's not like a malicious thing. So I want that out there. There's nothing against Pete, but it would be really cool to become the second highest rated show on Jackalope. Pete of 42nd Street, you have been challenged. The gauntlet has been thrown down. And on that, I say good night. Good night. Good night. Sanctify this place. Protect us from evil. Behold the power of the night. Shine, that we may see the light. Curse the filthy hypocrites. Crawl into their beds at night. from slimy depths below. Scream into their frozen brains. Work thy wretched wrath. Remove all obstacles from our path. I command that these things of which I speak will come to be.
Yeah, time.